Hi everyone, this is episode 19 of Griff's Brain Dump and it is I, me, myself. Me? Did I say me? It's Griff! Obviously, uh, this is a very late podcast, usually recorded on a Sunday morning. I'm doing this now on a Monday evening. It is what? It is 20 past 8. Um, I'm back later than I expected to be. Uh, where have I been? I have been to Edinburgh, 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 one of those, there's another one of those towns, places, words in English that isn't pronounced how it's spelt, Edinburgh, capital of Scotland, not Glasgow, okay, Edinburgh, um, I'm back later because there's a fire alarm, or fire alert at King's Cross station, so that's delayed this podcast, everything's been delayed, I was going to do it in while I was in Edinburgh, but then I thought, hey, some funny stuff may happen on the Monday, or the rest of the Sunday and the Monday on there, so how about just wait? It's not like you lot have been sat there waiting for this to happen. Hey, do you get to 3pm on a Sunday, so, oh, where's Darren's podcast? Nah, of course you didn't, you're going to listen to it at a later time, or not listen to it at all. Who am I offending? Not the people who don't listen to this anyway, so hey, I don't give a shit. But... I was late. Hopefully there is no real damage done at King's Cross. Obviously there was a massive fire. Was it in the 80s? Was it early 90s? I know I was young when it happened. Started by a cigarette on wooden escalators. See how good hindsight is? Because back then people were just smoking on the train. Just like, oh, that was on the smoke. No one would even complain. Imagine being sat next to the guy who's just chain smoking all the way from flipping Epping to West Ryslip, just chain smoking. That's a like part of your day. You spent like what, 40, 50 pounds on perfume? Smelling all nice. Hey? Maybe out there, gonna get go on a date, get those pheromones working, maybe have some sex. But no. All that smell, you had a shower, you've had a wash, you sprayed aftershave, you get on the train, and then you stink. Stink of a chimney. Stink like you've been in a fire. Remember that on nights out as well? See, I, I used to go on nights out before the smoking ban came in. Alright? That used to be part of your night out. That was a feature of your night out. You come home stinking of smoke. That's it. There's no, oh, I hope I don't stink of smoke. That was just a part of the night out. Trying to wear a t-shirt two nights in a row. Not a fucking chance, mate. You stink. Those times you could actually go out for fresh air. Now you go out, you're surrounded by smokers. But this isn't what this podcast is meant to be about. Hey, what's happening this week? What has happened? See, what loads of things might have happened this week. I have been in a flipping bubble. I think from Monday, I played football after work. Tuesday, I emceed the gig, uh, TNT, up in Kentish Town. Wednesday, I was performing, getting that gig at Zoo Bar, Leicester Square. So I've just been in a bubble. And then Thursday, oh, Thursday. Thursday, Thursday, Thursday. Eh? What happened Thursday? Ascot. Royal Ascot. It's for royalty. For people who love horses and a fucking gamble. Have a bet. I, I bet on horses. I end up £35 down on the horses. Put £60 aside. Came back home with £25. In that budgeting was not drink spent. <laughs> I don't even want to think about how much I spent on drink. But I love Ascot though. Ascot is a fun, fun, fun day. Where loads of riffraff turn up dressed up nicely, you know? You have that girl who's got, oh, I've got a fascinator on. Yeah, but still got your knickers down pissing in the bush, love. Know what I mean? Oh, yeah, I've got a fucking three-piece suit on, governor. Yeah, mate, but, you know? You still vomited on a horse. People having sex in bushes. It's brilliant. 
needs to dress up for the occasion, though. You know, you can't just be banging anyone in the bushes in jeans and t-shirt. No. Where are your, where are your pearls? Your jewels. Where's the class? At Ascot, that's where it is, eh? You dress up nicely when you vomit. Yeah? I make make sure, ladies, that your shoes and your dress and your fascinator coordinate. When you're giving, you know, Gary a blowjob behind the coach. That's what I'm talking about, alright? That's what Ascot's about. <laughs> but no, Ascot was brilliant. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. It was lots of fun. It was ladies' day, so ladies were out in force. Um, so what makes you laugh about uh, ladies when they're out in force, right? It's, uh, it's like women... Women I encounter just seem to be so confident and they know what's happening all the time. You know, they don't even ask questions. Two separate occasions at Ascot, right? I was with the boys and, you know, we'd just be near a group of girls and one of them would be like to me, you're lovely, you are. You're lovely. Oh, do you know what? You'd be perfectly suited to our mate. I can't think of any of their names. Let's say, oh, think of a name. I'm trying to think of a name that isn't someone I actually know. Uh, Charlotte? Do I know a Charlotte? I do know a Charlotte. Um, I don't know. Oh, jeez. What's, what's a generic name? Beth. I don't know any Beths. There you go. Go with Beth. Yeah. You'll be perfectly suited for Beth. Oh, you're gorgeous. Y'all. Beth will love you. Oi! Beth! Beth! Come here! Come here! And then they they do this weird, you know, shrieking at their mates. You know, it's just Prosecco-fueled shriek. All the horses are scared. You know, and they they beckon Beth over just to talk to me. Going, look, isn't she gorgeous? Isn't she gorgeous? Now, I'm drunk, but I'm not an arsehole. So even though I don't think Beth is gorgeous, I'm not going to say, hey, no, she's not. Your mate Beth's a fucking munter. No, I'm not like, I'm not, you know, I'm not mean. It's what I'm thinking, but hey, I'm not mean. But here's the thing. Not once, not once have these women asked whether I'm single or not. Because they don't fucking care. Because all they care about is Beth and Beth's happiness. Yeah? That's why there's just, no one cares. They just didn't care, the group of them. Just trying to just put Beth on me. You know, did the lads help me? No. They just found it hilarious. They could see in my face. I just weren't interested in this at all. And does it matter if I've seen someone or not? No, it's just no one asked. No one asked. I'm just stuck there. Stuck there and this meaningless, nothing, small talk conversation with Beth. Now Beth's feeling awkward now. Why? Because she was about to suck off Gary behind the burger van. See, now, see, that's... <laughs> that's what... See, romance, real romance has killed. Now she's got to talk to this dude who's not interested. Me. You know? That's what could have been happening. But no, it was fun. It was a fun day at Ascot. It's really... Anyone who's not been before thinks it's a very pretentious, uppity event. It's not. It's... Full of wankers from Essex, like myself, um, Hertfordshire, Kent, Surrey, Berkshire, obviously that's where Ascot is, Buckinghamshire, London, everyone dressing up for the day, drinking way too friggin' early. Now, I rocked up at Waterloo at half ten, had a pint in my hand by quarter to eleven. I had a bottle of Prosecco in my hand by quarter past 11. I guess you can see where that day went, eh? Absolutely mashed. Then on the train back, you know, it was next to first class. They were sat there quietly. So what did we do? Naturally, we started singing 90s pop songs. Eh? Who doesn't want to join in? Us singing a bit of Spice Girls. A bit of Five. Eh? Backstreet Boys. Boys home. Blue. What's life? All Saints. See, I couldn't go much higher. All those 90s classics were coming out. Oh, it was brilliant. They were annoyed. 
And the more they were annoyed was the more people joined from other carriages just in the song. Just seeing along, creating a nice little vibe. From Ascot to Waterloo. For us. For us, because that's all that matters, us. Just like Beth and her mates. All that matters was them. When we was on the train, all that matters was us. That's what it's about. That's what society is about. Not giving a fuck about any other group but your own. <laughs> that is what society's built on, people. Yeah? Understand that. Well, no, this was uh, my train back. Um, yes, no, we did go out for another drink in Waterloo. As usual, I fell asleep. I'm surprised there's no photos of surface of me asleep in the bar in Waterloo. But use that little bit of sleep to just recharge the battery to get on that train back home. Uh, I made it home. Only through photographic evidence I know I actually got on the train home. Because I sent a picture to my family to say I was on the train home. Why? Am I from some kind of protective gypsy family? No, I'm not. It's because they doubted my ability to make the train to Edinburgh on Friday morning. But did I make it? Yeah, I did. That's right. Small victories. Overcoming obstacles that I put in front of myself. Again, that's what life's about, people. Right? Yeah. It's not about going and getting an education. No, it's not about finding happiness. Love. Fuck that. It's about making your own life as difficult as possible. And then undoing all the shit that you created yourself. Yeah? Me overcoming hangovers. Why? Because I drank too much. That is how my life is. You know? I'm late for work. Why? Because I'm tired. Why? I woke up late. Why am I waking up late? Because I went to bed late. But I still make it into work just in time. I'm running late but I make it just in time. Again. Another victory. From an obstacle I created myself. So just get through life, people. Don't stop making these obstacles, because, you know, you won't develop. <laughs> but no, Edinburgh. First time going to Edinburgh. Um, you know, as a comedian, you get asked about Edinburgh. It's that Edinburgh Fringe Festival's in August. Um, I have no um, plans of going up there yet. I may go up there for a weekend or a week just to see what it's about, see what's going on. Or I may be going up there as part of a competition if I get through to the next round, which I don't know if I have or not. I don't know when I'll find out. There's 27 heats in the first round. Roughly 14 acts per heat. Eh? 27 times 14 is a big number. I don't know the number. I'm not Rain Man. Eh? Don't have a calculate with me either. I'm not a geek. But... That's a lot of numbers. I don't know how many go through to the next round. But then the next, the semi-finals, which is, is bullshit. You can't call it semi-finals when there's six different ones. Semi, There should only be two semi-finals, right? That's it. If there's four, it's quarter-final. To have eight, what's it, six, six different things going on, calling that the semi-final round. No. Maybe call it just the next round or the last round. I just don't, I just don't like it being called a semi-final. Although, if I make it there, yes, I will put semi-finalist on my website. I'm not going to put second round. Who the fuck's booking a guy who got to the second round of a three-round competition? That's the semi-final. Shit, the first heat's the quarter-final. As long as no one does their research, they won't know that I went out first round. <laughs> but, going up to Edinburgh, uh, I went up to Edinburgh on Friday morning, um, brutally hungover. I just sat on the train feeling sorry for myself. Um, it's the most north I've ever been on the planet, I think. Yeah. It's the most north I'd been before Edinburgh on the whole planet, on the whole globe. The earth was Manchester. <laughs> now, you you might think of me prophetic. Now, if you're northern, then you've got nothing to boast about. It's where you was fucking born. So stop gloating. Alright? If you are not from up north, where's the most north you've been in the world? Before you judge me with my lack of travel. Hey? Hmm? Yeah? What What exactly? See, the most west I've been in the world, Jamaica. The most south I've been in the world, I think it's Jamaica as well. The most east I've been in the world, 
Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. See, in your face, I've travelled. So what about you? Where's the most north you've been? Hey, Fucking Tottenham. Enfield. Oh, you went out of London, did you? Yeah, did you really? Where do you go? Fucking Stansted Airport, you prick. Yeah, don't judge me. I don't know who I'm raging at right now. <laughs> but, hey. Anyway, I'm just saying, on the train to Edinburgh, um, pulled into the station. And what's the first plaque we see? Waverley. Edinburgh Waverley. The second largest train station in Britain. I was like, that is impressive. What is the first? Could I find out the first? Well, no, it wasn't obviously going to be in Waverley, you know. You don't go around saying I'm a silver medalist at the Olympics and but tell everyone who the gold medalist is. No. You just spit shine your silver medal and go, hey, look what I got. And then, you know, you only be quiet about it when the gold medalist is in the same room. Then you don't talk about it. Hey, aren't you a silver medalist at the Olympics? No, 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 no not today, mate. No, no, don't, don't mention that. No. Why not? You, you spoke about it last time. You had your medal around it. No, 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 don't, no, shut up, shut up. Don't talk about it right now. Well, why not? Why don't we talk about it? No, that's, it's, it's, it's pointless. It's only silver, isn't it? But I don't talk about it. No, but he was really proud last time. No, 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 don't, no. Just, just fuck it off. Don't talk about it, right? It's fucking embarrassing. It's fucking embarrassing. You know, so obviously Waverley, Edinburgh was very proud about being the second largest train station in Britain. So I had to use the Google, the Google net. What is the largest train station in Britain? What did Google tell me? What is the busiest train station in Britain? I was like, okay. Thanks for, you know, your attempted help there, Google. But what you've done there is you haven't not only not answered the question I've asked, you've asked a different question and then answered that with more questions. Well, how do you actually define busiest? Is it by the passengers, by the journeys? Is it by the number of trains by per minute? It's like that. Which I found out, I think is Clapham Junction is the busiest per trains and Waterloo is the busiest per customers. If you wanted to know. But do I know what the largest train station is in the UK? No. I still don't know. It's a quest I need to find out. I saw one forum that said it was Waterloo. Now, if you're not interested by this, yeah? Maybe it's you who needs to get a life. Hmm? If you're not entertained by a man talking about what's the largest train station in the UK... And you're thinking, what is the fucking point, Darren? Where is this story ended? Huh? You need to look at your own life. Alright? Because we're going to start talking about the largest bus station. <laughs> the largest port. Hey? That's what we're talking about. Real interesting shit on this podcast. No. But I don't know what the largest station is. But anyway. We get to um, the hotel. I... I landed on my feet, got a hotel that was like five minutes from the, the main station, which was great. Um, and I realised what an argumentative nutcase I am sometimes. You know, I'm just always itching for a debate, an argument. It's why I get, on, get into arguments with people on the internet who I don't know. Um, it's why I get into arguments with family members about things I don't care about. Because I'm just... I, I'm just antagonistic all the time. And as I was walking towards the upmarket hotel chain, travel lodge, the travelogy, yep, I was walking up to the reception there, I was priming myself to argue about why the fuck do I need to show them my confirmation email and confirmation number. And remember, people, I haven't actually got to the reception yet. But in my head, I'm running through the argument. Now, you're probably wondering, oh, you know, I get that because you haven't got your confirmation email to hand. Oh, no, I had it in my pocket. I screenshotted it on my phone. But I didn't want to show them it. Why I want this to go was I would just say my name. They would say the room's ready. I wouldn't have to show any ID or confirmation. Because here's my rationale, right? 
How many random people are going to walk off the street and go, hi there, I've got a room for three nights in the name of Darren Griffiths? Who's going to just do that randomly? Who's going to know that that booking has been made other than me, Darren Griffiths? No one. So I don't want to have to show any ID, don't have to show any confirmation. So I go to the reception, I have a bit of attitude, it's like a passive aggressiveness. You know, I've, I've queued for like a good 90 seconds. So I'm impatient. I get to the front. I'm like, um, yeah, I've got a room booked. Three people named Darren Griffiths. I'm staring. Go and say it. Fucking say it. Ask for my email. Ask my confirmation email. Do it. And what they say back to me, hey? Just as I expected what they say back to me, they went... Okay, so that's a triple room, family room for three nights, yeah? Um, that's room 220. I was like, oh. Thank you. Good. <laughs> you know, I, was, I got myself so wound up about the argument. And it made me wonder how many times I do that throughout the day. Prime myself for an argument. You know, you're at work. So I goes, excuse you, Darren. He's in my head. He's like, what the fuck now? What do you want? What kind of stupid little errand at short notice do you want me to do right now? Huh? Huh? Are you at, what, what was it? What does it you need? I'm kind of busy right now. No, 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 no. I just need to ask you a quick question. Yeah, yeah. All right. Is it a quick question though? What's it going to be? Huh? What is it? What is it? No, no. Uh, just, just want to check. Um, You haven't sent that email to that person yet, have you? No, I've been busy. I haven't had a chance to. No, 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 no. No, no, it's not that. No, there's no rush. I just just need to know if you sent the email. Because um, I was going to send the email. I didn't want to duplicate it. I was actually trying to take work away from you, Darren. Um, that's all. So, yes. Sorry. And I'm like, ah! Good! I piss off. <laughs> but no, we... um. I was up there for my cousin's birthday. It was very fun. There was a few of us. It was two of my aunties, two of my cousins, one of my brothers, and then my sister and my niece came up the next day. It was great. We was in Edinburgh. Um, you know, we're, we're classy people. See, when you go to another city, in because Scotland is another country to England, so you go to another city in another country, you know, you've got to sample some of the local delicacies. Yeah, some of the local cuisine. So where did we go? We went to fucking TGI Fridays. Yes. That's right. TJ Fridays. Why? Because my cousin had a deal. That's why. That, we get a free cocktail with our meal. So that's why we went. And I said, not only classy, we're uh, financially educated as well. Smart. Only to find out... That the offer wasn't applicable in Scotland. Fuck you, small print. Fuck you. Wasn't available in Scotland. Also what I found about Scotland is they can't sell booze in shops after 10pm. Think about it. Think about what the fuck must have been happening in that country for that rule to come in. (laughs) What was happening? They can sell it in bars. But you can't go to your off-licence and get booze after 10pm. I mean, sure, you could buy it at 10am in the morning if you want, but, hey, not after 10pm. We were shocked. But, um, you know, it was in um, TGI's. I, I wasn't particularly hungry, but I thought, you know, again, keeping the classy theme going, uh, I ordered some popcorn shrimp. Now... Granted, anyone who orders any food with pop, the word popcorn in it, you know, you're either a child or a classless moron. And I am the latter. I'm not a child. I'm admittedly a classless moron at times. Um, I went for some popcorn shrimp. But what I did not expect was to actually see real popcorn on the plate. You see, popcorn shrimp isn't just small bits of shrimp. Like, you know, like popcorn chicken that you get from the kernel. No. It was shrimp battered on a bed of popcorn. 
All right, two questions. Who designed that meal first? Right? And two, who's the person who signed that off and said, yeah, that's going on the menu? It's what the punters want. There had to be zero market research. And I'm I'm annoyed that I've contributed to the sale of that dish. All right? Like, who? What meeting was that in? Hi guys, okay, look, this is the TGI Friday uh, annual meeting uh, on the agenda. Agenda point three, we're on now. What is it? Uh, menu revamp. Any new dishes and suggestions? Anyone? Come on, anyone. We get to this point every year and we just get fucking stupid ideas from people that will never make it to the menu. Could we just have a little bit of ingenuity? Okay? Some outside the box thinking. Because someone. Just like make a proper suggestion. Anyone. Anyone. Thank you, Neil. Your hand's up, Neil. Thank you. Very polite of you. What is your idea? Well, what I was thinking was, um, I know it sounds a bit stupid, but, uh, uh, all right, uh, do it, fuck it, I'm just going to say it, I'm just saying it. All right, here it is. Popcorn shrimp. Okay, I'm listening, Neil. Continue. It sounds good. I like popcorn. I like shrimp. No, 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 no. What, what it is, it's like, it's shrimp, but it's the size of popcorn. Yeah, but you said popcorn shrimp, Neil. So, what that says to me is there'll be both shrimps and popcorns on the plate, Neil. Well, no, no that isn't exactly what I said. Neil, what I'm saying is shrimps and popcorns on the plate is a fantastic idea, Neil. So, was that your idea, Neil? Um, yeah, all right, no, that was, that's, that's the, that's, that's the idea, yeah, that, that was my idea, brilliant, okay, well done, Neil, um, if this idea takes off, then, you know, it was a group effort, but if this is a shit idea, Neil, you're fucking fired, all right, okay, everyone, I think that's the meeting done, well done for your contributions, that is the only way it could have happened, that's the only way. And then I exceeded myself, you know. But what else do I want? There's this other new dish. I get sucked in to that little label that says new on the menu. If I don't know what I want, I either order the thing that has the shop's name in the title to food, you know. So you're going to like Jimmy's Fish Bar. I will order Jimmy's Special if I don't know what I want because Jimmy's put his name on it. So if I if, you know, if I go somewhere else and he says new, all new, I'm like, well, I've got to be the first one to try this. And then another thing on the on the menu called chickones. Chickones. C C H I C hyphen C O N E S. Which was chicken with grated cheese and peppers and onions. Kind of, kind of stuff you find put in a tortilla. In a waffle cone like an ice cream cone i now see the popcorn chicken shame on you tgi that's a stupid idea you know it, it didn't come out how i expected to you didn't have any pictures the chick cones remember that is shredded chicken with cheese and onions and peppers in a ice cream waffle cone came out exactly how it was described shame on me <laughs> what the fuck did i expect to get there's no way of rescuing that it doesn't even sound good i, I wasn't even drunk at the time but it's dreadful absolutely dreadful um you know, then my auntie she ordered a steak um now racial profiling but it's fucking true so i don't care all right uh my auntie um, she's a Jamaican lady. So anyone whose family is from any kind of uh, black country, country of African descent or, um, or the diaspora, you will know that black people, unless they've ventured away from it, their default is well done when it comes to steak, when it comes to meat, when it comes to any food. But you cook the shit out of certain foods, right? Like our foods... You know, like if you go to Jamaica, ackee and saltfish, all, all, all that stuff will be cooked properly. It won't be cooked a shit out of. 
they know how to cook that. But English food, oh god! Like I remember my mum used to try and make like pasta bakes, and it's just the cheese was always just so hard on top. Cause I had to make sure it was cooked. And beef, I used to hate beef as a child. I thought it was the worst meat ever. I used to just chew it, just chew and chew and chew. I used to have beef and rice as a kid, and my plate used to be rice that I've eaten. And just chewed up bits of beef. And I've spat back out. <laughs> oh it was horrible. So I hated beef. Because it's always overdone. It was well done. So my auntie uh, wanted. Actually she did initially want sea bass. They ran out. So she didn't know what to have. She ended up having um, steak. As brilliant. Because like, she's actually wanted it well done. And the guy was like. Well, what, what kind of steak would you like? You know fillet, sirloin, ribeye. And, you know, she was like, oh, um, Philip. And he kind of went, yeah, you know, because you've asked so well done, that's going to be pretty dry and chewy. That's what he said. What he was actually thinking was, you've picked well done, you don't even get a fucking choice what type of steak you get, all right? For the moment you're saying well done, I know you don't even care what kind of steak you get. <laughs> but he didn't say that. He was very polite. He talked my auntie through it. We talked her down from well done to medium. Medium well. It's baby steps. You can't go from well done to like medium, medium rare. You know, that's that's reckless. You, you, no one can do that. I don't expect that from anyone. It's baby steps. That's how I did it. It was an accident. I think the guy misheard me. I was just started eating it. And I was like, oh, is this what beef's meant to taste like? I didn't know. So, yeah, she, in her defence, she went for medium well. She enjoyed it. So, anyone listening out there still eating steak well done like a fucking savage? Huh? You savage. Out there cooking your food like an edible. <laughs> no. Eat it uncooked like someone civilised. All right? But... That's what we did that day. The next day, right? So where our hotel was um, in Edinburgh. If you've never been before, Edinburgh is like the hilliest flipping city I've ever been to. The train station is actually built in like the bottom of a valley. It used to be a loch, which is just Scottish for lake. Um, it used to be a lake. They drained it and built this train station in the base of this um, lake. Um, it's like a bridge going across the station. It's like got loads of bridges in Edinburgh that don't go over any water, just over other buildings. And um, where we was in the hotel was right next to this rock. And on top of this um, rock, you know, we Googled, and it's a thing called Arthur's Seat, 250 feet above sea level. And we all convinced ourselves, you know what? We're climbing that. So we go out for breakfast the next morning. I eat haggis. Again, I start arguing with family members that don't want to eat haggis. Why? Because I can't let people just live their life. I have to have an argument about it. You know? That's me. Let's just argue about why you're not eating haggis. Let's argue about how the fact you've got sausage on your plate, but then you're querying what haggis is. You're literally eating hooves and horns and tail and arsehole. But I try to offer you a little bit of haggis, so you're like, no. That's disgusting. So, we had that for breakfast, riled over haggis. I think everyone did end up having some, except for one of my cousins and my niece. She wasn't having it at all. She's 15. You know, she's she's meant to be ignorant. But, you know, we walked down the Royal Mile. Next, then we you know, walked past the Scottish Parliament. It's an impressive building. Then the Palace of Holyrood House, where the Queen lives for a week a year. And then we're there at the bottom, at the foot of Holyrood Park and the Salisbury Crags. There's 250 foot climb up this hill that we all decide we're going on, right? There's eight of us decide we're going to walk up this hill. And um, as we're doing it, we realize there's different routes, multiple routes. We're trying to take the easiest route. We end up selecting the hardest route. Because it's the route everyone's coming down on. 
and people are looking at us like, oh wow. And as we get in the more and more up the hill, I'm noticing more and more people actually have a proper climbing and the hiking footwear. I was wearing some 15 pound trainers from Primark. Ah <laughs> oh, dear. You know, and she's up there, it's just like, what the fuck are we doing? So we're walking up this hill, we're like, black people don't do this. Because we understand in history, you know, white people climb hills and mountains for fucking fun. Just like, because you've got nothing else to do. Only time in history I know of black people climbing up mountains were the Maroons in Jamaica. And why did they do that? Because white people chased them with fucking guns. They were running away from slavery. That's why they went up a hill. Not for fun. This is quintessential white people in. Climbing up hills for fun. In wind and rain. But we thought, no, we're in Scotland, so we got to see what's going on. And we started trying to climb up this hill. Um, as it got higher... Just naturally, just getting higher and higher up the hill, wind just starts cutting across this hill. And as we get higher up the hill, people in my family, including myself, at times, start getting a slight bit melodramatic and start referring to the hill as a mountain. <laughs> Not quite making a mountain out of a molehill, but hey, it was steep in places and... It's only as I got halfway up the hill, I start remembering seeing signs that said, this is dangerous, wear the appropriate footwear and beware of sheer drops. There were plenty of sheer drops to the side of us. To point out where my cousin got to one point, she then remembered that she's actually scared of heights. Um, she didn't have a panic attack though, respect her. Because having a fear, I don't, I'm not, I don't actually fear anything. So, But her having a fear... Um, and not freaking out. She just kind of went, I'm just going to try and walk back down. And that's what she did. She just turned back around, got herself to one side of the hill and walked back down. Um, and my cousin and stuff, and my sister, they all went back down the hill. So it's left to me and my brother. And we was at this crossroad where we're about, no, he's about 150, 170 feet up. And at this point, we're there going, ah, it's getting proper windy now. Like we're having to, sit down and let the wind pass over us and hold on to rocks and we're like what should we do what should we do so as i'm looking across the sky i'm seeing big gray clouds it started to rain over a different part of edinburgh so my brother and i are like all right fuck this but then as we think fuck this there'll be like a flipping old couple in their 70s just, excuse me, sorry, just hopping over us and just bowed it up the hill. It's like, all right, Kobe, climb up the hill. And then the wind will come again. And you see someone's hat just fly off. Like, now, fuck this, we're going back down. And then you just see like a group of girls, like 14 or 15, giggling and running, running down the hill, like playing, like, like chased each other. Like, all right, fuck this, we're going up the hill. And then the wind came again and was like, this is for white people. We're going back down. <laughs> we thought, fuck it, went down. And we, we went down a different route, which um, which was easier when we got near to the bottom. But, oh, God. It, it was... Um, we failed, though. It's a long way of me telling you we failed to reach the summit of this hill and stuff. But we tried. We tried. But, um, no, it was good, though. After a long day of walking, went to eat... Went to an all-you-can-eat buffet, um, Cosmos. Again, just sampling local cuisine. Just really just, really getting on one with the culture. Just eating at chain restaurants. <laughs> you know? Family-owned businesses like Cosmo and TGI Friday. Real authentic Scottish places. But um, we was in there. And... Um, a lot of big people in in Edinburgh. Like beautiful city buildings wise, but people wise, uh, I guess different different tastes. 
everyone's beautiful to someone, beauty in the eye of the beholder, right? But I behold my own eyes and I didn't like it. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's like it's like people weren't fat in the stomach. It's like all their food went to their neck and shoulders. Like people look like Heather from EastEnders. It was weird. The overweight people just had fat necks and shoulders and backs. Not like massive guts or anything, just really big, fat necks and shoulders. I, I don't, there's only way I could describe it. It's, it's weird. It's weird. So everyone's kind of like... Um, how, do you, how do I describe the shape? No. It... Kind of like, yeah, kind of like a, 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 not like a slice of bread. It's just, it's thick from the, from the bottom, but it still, it goes out at the top still. Now that top bit is like their shoulders. It's just, there's no necks. Just kind of looking flustered and confused. But lovely people. <laughs> and then um, that night we decided... Everyone went home, except for me, my brother, and my cousins. We decided to go out in Edinburgh. Um, we said go out. We went out for one drink. Uh, we was in this bar. We walked in. And we was like, oh, it's really calm in Edinburgh. Like, we weren't even searched when we went in. Didn't get told to take my hat off. So I was like, oh, cool, chilled, chilled place. We were in the bar for about five minutes. Um, my brother's gone to the toilet. And I realized he, he hasn't come back. So where is he? And then the bouncer comes and goes, um, oh, is it the manager? He goes, oh, your, your mate's outside. So I'm automatically panicked. It's like, shit, we're three black guys on a night out in Edinburgh. There's no black people up here. It's kicking off. Someone's actually starting on my brother. You know, so I'm ready. I'm ready to, you know, run away and leave my brother and cousin. <laughs> no, 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 I'm messing. I'm thinking, shit, it's going to be fire. I don't want to be fire. We go out now. It's calm. It's really calm. Uh, and then he speaks to us. He goes, yeah, sorry. Uh, you've been identified as a known, a well-known drug dealer. This to my brother, who is not a drug dealer. And if he is, he's not known. <laughs> I don't know him as a drug dealer. So he's not known. And definitely not in Edinburgh because it's all of our first time up there. Uh, my brother's super chilled. He just laughs his head off and be like, what, really? He goes, okay. And they go, yeah, sorry, you know, this is when someone makes this accusation, I've got to take it seriously. You know, it's like if someone said they got punched in the face, I'd have to take it seriously. It's like, okay, fine. So my brother's like, okay, but I'd like to know who said I was the drug dealer. So I'd like to say hello to my friend. Which, my brother said as a joke. But then I thought, wait, at this moment, he still thinks you are a drug dealer or could at least be one. So now that kind of sounds like a threat. <laughs> so they go, all right, all right, you lot can go back in. Um, but one of the conditions is we have to search you all. Now, part of me is like, fuck you. I don't want to come into your club. Um, but, but their tone wasn't bad. It was literally like, it's protocol. Someone's made this accusation, so we have to just deal with it. Because you have to agree to be searched. So we're like, fine, fuck it, search us. And as we're being searched, we're like, look, here is, we're just normal punters on a night out. Come to visit your city. You know. And we've just been like flipping fingered by someone in the club who says, yeah, he's a drug dealer. Because, you know, we're black and all you blacks look the same. He's like, oh, no, don't, don't say that. Like, don't. Don't, oh, please, please don't say that. Like, you can tell he felt guilty. I said, so, like, what's going to happen? And the man goes, look, I'm going to sort you out drinks. Which is awesome. He's only there for, like, 20 minutes. Got free drinks. Obviously, when we got searched and we didn't have any drugs on us, went back in, got a free drink. Um, I had literally had one, I've had a little bit of melted ice in my drink. The same manager threw my cup away, thinking I'd finished, which I had. But my superior actor skills made him believe that that was a full cup. So he poured me another free drink. There you go. See, that's the thing, guys. If you are going to racially profile people, 
you know, me or my brother or my family or racially abuse us. Just make sure you give me a drink when you do it, alright? That's all, that's the only thing I ask for. You can call me whatever the fuck you want if you're going to give me some stuff that I want, alright? That's it. I'm not an unreasonable guy. But no, it was um, it was mad. It was mad. The next day, um, you know, my next day where was really go? It's still in Edinburgh, obviously. I didn't even tell you about the room, did I? Shit. So it's a family room. I don't know how long this podcast goes. I'm just going to carry on talking. It was a family room that it was in. That's how they advertise it. So it's me, my brother, and my cousin. It's three men in this room. Specify three adults. There's a double bed. There's a camper bed. And there's this fucking pull-out bed. This shitty little pull-out bed. That um, we all... We're, they're just laughing. They're just trying to decide who's going to sleep on this bed. Now, I'm, you've got to understand, my brother and my cousin in their 40s, I'm in my 20s. So, although we're all adults, I'm still seen as the kid. So, they're trying to get the kid on the fucking pull-out bed. While they're trying to argue who's going to be on the double bed. But the kid paid for the room, didn't he? And they hadn't paid me yet. So I was like, fuck you guys. The kid ain't going on the little bed. The kid's got the double bed until you lot pay. And then we can have a negotiation. Um, and the pull-up bed didn't have any bedding on it. So I asked for bedding. It turns up. Uh, the mattress protector, stained. Yellow stains, lovely. Is it piss? Is it sweat? Who knows? Stain lottery, and there's also nice little dried out blood on the, on the bloody mattress protector. So I was just like, gross. You know, usually I'm not fussed by things. Now I was like, nah, I can't take it. You know, if it's there and I haven't seen it because you already put a bloody sheet over it, then there's nothing you can do. And when I can see it, yeah, I can't, I can't ignore it. And the duvet itself stained, so I just took it back downstairs, got a new one. Um. And so how we decided to do it was we'd rotate. So I had the double bed the first night. Uh, my brother had the camper bed. My cousin had the, the pull-out bed. Um, so this is, that was the first night we was there. So the next night, this is after we've come back from being racially profiled. I've got the, I've got the, the pull-out bed. Um, my brother is on the double bed and... Uh, my cousin's on the on the camper bed. So, so it's next morning, we're out in Edinburgh. And there's loads of police. Like, fuck loads. So many police there. And we're like, what's going on? What is going on for this police? Only to find out. It's only a bloody demonstration happening. Who? Fucking the Scottish Defence League. Yep, just like EDL. The Scottish Defence League versus Unite Against Fascism. It's like, brilliant fucking race scrap is going to happen. Just what you want when you're on holiday in a place where you're already a minority, sticking out like a sore thumb, getting curious looks from locals, get a fucking bunch of Scottish Defence League people gathering minutes from your hotel. So, you know, we're like, we need to get out of here. Going to visit Edinburgh Castle. You know, because when you want to, you know, escape, you know, modern day racism, you go to somewhere that's real symbolic of uh, imperialism. <laughs> I went to Edinburgh Castle, but no, Edinburgh Castle is brilliant. It's weird being in Scotland, right? Because Scotland's got this weird kind of dual history of both Scottish history, which is basically just battling England. That's like the crux of Scottish history, is scrapping with England. And then also, Scotland's a part of Britain, so it has its whole imperialistic empire, rule Britannia kind of vibe about it. So one part, you're like, ah, oh, I can kind of sympathise with these guys. And another part, it's like, yeah, you're, you're, you're fuckers. You're fuckers as well. Um, you know, you just you walk around Edinburgh Castle and just any old building I see in cities. You know, or, or, or pictures of old white people. 
I was like, whoa, what part did you play in the fucking slave trade? Hey, you. Hey, Hamish. Hmm? Hey. You, McPherson. Campbell. McCluskey. Whatever names. Just Bannertide. What role did you play? Huh? Where were you? But <laughs> but the castle is impressive. Flipping, flipping impressive castle. Um, happy I went up there. Um, you can see all across the city. You can see Murrayfield Stadium. And my brother was like, take a picture. And this is when I realised how, um, you know, how messed up we are in society now. I didn't take hardly any pictures. My attitude was, what's the point I can get a better picture from Google. Even though I'm there in Edinburgh myself. I was like, I know I'm here. Why the fuck do I need to take a picture? Just get a be- I'm not going to take a better picture than a professional one. So what's the point? So I didn't. But at least I knew I was in Edinburgh. Unlike my bloody 15-year-old niece. Now, it's, I guess it's, it's a privilege you have of being a child. That you just don't have to care. And you don't even have to care that you don't care. Right? We was in Edinburgh Castle, and here's the question my niece asked me. What's this building called again? And I was like, all right, cool. Uh, what type of building is it? And she goes, um, a castle. I was like, yep. You know that kind of attitude that teenagers have? A castle. I was like, where is your attitude coming from when you don't even know where you are? So she goes, yep, castle. I go, okay, and what is the name of the place we are in? the city and she's like scotland isn't it i was like oh and she said she knows how to wind me up she knows that would annoy me that she doesn't know the answer but i know that for a fact she didn't actually know the answer she's like scotland isn't it i was like my nostrils just flare she starts laughing because no no all right because um no it begins with e or something and I was like, you're just doing this just to wind me up now. I know you are. I know you're doing this to wind me up. Because, no, I don't know. Like, I can't remember. Now you put me under pressure. I can't think what it's called. And I was looking at my sister, who's her mum. And she's like, do you see what I have to deal with now? <laughs> I was like, jeez. To be 15. And then I'll go, right, the, the city's called Edinburgh. She's like, yeah, that's it. She goes, so where are you now? She goes, I don't know, the castle of Edinburgh. I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. Pay attention, kid. We did that. Um, came down from the castle. Went to um, Edinburgh Museum. I think it was the Scottish Museum, I think it was called. Um, again, just just like British Museum, really. Small artefacts of things stolen from people. You know, I love a portrait of someone being um being described as portrait of unknown man yeah unknown to you you fucking stole it from someone <laughs> there's a fucking family there going we just don't know where the picture of our grandfather is we just don't know and there it is just in a fucking museum labeled unknown man you know what i mean oh yes these these mystical jewels we don't know you know, what what purpose they served in this ancient society. It's like, maybe you should have asked before you slaughtered everyone and robbed all the shit. Just maybe. Did you consider that? And the audacity that if you tried to rob from a museum, you'd get nicked. Literally a fucking warehouse of stolen goods. I mean, how do you get arrested for stealing from a thief? Anyway, I'm not here to rant about museums. But we went on another excursion within Edinburgh. Um, this is this was super fucking interesting, right? There's this exhibition. If you go to Edinburgh, it's called Mary King's Close. Now, the old Edinburgh town uh, is literally just a mile long. The Royal Mile is what it's called. It's called the High Street now. From the castle to Holyrood Palace. And um, off these streets... Is where all the poor people lived. And they're called closes. And no joke. This close that we was in. Was called Mary King's Close. And it was. About. Eight foot wide. 
about eight foot wide uh, at most. That was the largest close. It's the second largest street in Edinburgh behind the Royal Mile, which is the main street. All the other closes were, no joke, two, two feet. Two feet, three feet apart. Right, and down these closes were just houses, like modern day, like olden day flats, right? Like whole families were just living in one room. 14 people in a family in one room. No, no sanitary, no plumbing. There'd just be a bucket in the corner that is just shitting all day. And they empty it twice a day. 7am in the morning, 10pm 10, 10 at night. Right, 7 a.m. morning, 10 p.m. at night. And um, what they would do is they'd wait for the bells of the cathedral to ring. And then the youngest person in the family would drag the bucket, you know, splashing shit all over the family, all over the floor, in that one room that's just sat there all day. And they'd shout, Gardaloo, as the bells rang in the cathedral and chucked the shit out. Now, what we got to remember is, it's not just that family doing that. Every family in Edinburgh did it at this time. Just shit flying down these streets. There's these really steep closes. They're called closes, right? Really steep. Um, to the point that some of them... I'll give you an idea how steep it is, right? So, on the main street, it's four stories high. And as you go down the close at the bottom the things would be like 12 stories high like up to 12 stories high flats they literally it's just like modern day flats and they have stairs on the outside of the flats and within there you had like cattle sheds that had like up to 20 cows indoors like within like within these closes in these like buildings because they couldn't have the cows outside in case the cows got stolen because Edinburgh is just at war. So it's a walled city. So all this poo and shit just sliding down this hill. They had like a market as well in this Mary King's Close up one side of the wall. And just shit flying down. They said that the shit would be like a foot high of sludge. Imagine people dumping shit from 10 stories up at 7 o'clock. Just imagine the scene, the smell. There's rats, stray dogs, stray cats. And people try to sell just like fruit and veg. And clothing, textiles. The stench that must have been down this street. And they had like the plague going on at the time as well. Both the pneumonic and bubonic plague. It was shit, shit time. Proper crap times, right? And his it's funny, amongst all of that, right, there's this one guy, I can't remember his name, shit, I wish, wish, wish I remembered his name, he had, like, the only functioning toilet in one of these closes, like, that was, like, such a big thing, like, he was fully flossing, like, this is the equivalent of the Ferrari, this guy, yeah, he had the only working toilet, and he was so flipping proud of his toilet, each time he went to shit, he'd do it with the door open, so people could see he was used the toilet, the man was flossing. That was like, that was flossing back then. Having the shit of your door open. Like, I've got a toilet. Like, you couldn't do that now. The equivalent of that now, right, is like parking your Ferrari on the estate. Your Ferrari was going to get keyed. I was surprised his toilet didn't get nicked. Well, yeah. So what happened. I had this image, right, of going, imagine if you're from that background, you managed to get in a bit of money, right? And then you move away from these closes into a nice middle class area, upper class area, you're above ground and you're not actually walking around in your own shit. But your parents still live there. So you have to go back there and visit your parents. Oh, fuck that. You can't invite them to yours either because they stink as shit. <laughs> and there was this one, they told this one story of this woman, right? So she was like some, she grew, got to some level where she was allowed to vote, which is obviously a big deal back then because women couldn't vote. Um, and she had a daughter who was unmarried, right, at the old age of 19. 
still unmarried, like almost over the hill on the shelf. Um, so she put out a dowry for her daughter. This dude who's like old enough to be her dad comes along. He's like, yep, I want that money. I'll marry your daughter. So he marries her. But this woman doesn't pay him. Right? Doesn't pay him. Goes to court. Court's rules in his favour. So he goes hopping around to the house. Ready to be paid. Only for this woman. The flippy that hits him with some hot like stove. This hot like iron thing. Right? Like the thing you poke your fire with. The cold. Kills him instantly. Um, the fud makes a massive noise. So his wife, her daughter, comes running out. She screams. Seeing her husband, obviously, with his head smashed in. So the police hear this. And they come running around. Now, back then, the police were on commission for per arrest. They weren't called police. They are called Baileys. They are on a commission per arrest, right? So, obviously, rather than just arresting the woman who they clearly saw who did it, because, you know, the daughter grasses her up, they arrest them both. Um, But what happens to the daughter is, she's pregnant. And by the law then, you can't hang a woman who's pregnant, because you can't take, like, an innocent life. You know, say, class baby's alive. But for her, the baby comes premature. So she has enough time to give the baby to someone else. And she ran off to Germany. So she escaped. The mum, however, she tried to escape as well. Only managed to get away for like 15 minutes. You can remember now what she's done. She's gone back on her payment to someone. She's then murdered them. And then she's tried to abscond her own hanging. So rather than hanging her, because they now deem hanging too good for her, this is what they do. Ready for this. They nail her thumbs through her big toes right and then put her at the top of this close right and boot her down this close as in this close is like like almost like a it's like a mile long of close and at the bottom of this close is now i said that that lock was drained that lock used to be there it was just shit the shit used to just flow down into it and obviously it would sit there on the top and had to film Allegedly, it took her 15 minutes to actually break through the film of shit. And then she died through drowning. With her thumbs nailed through her toes. Now I complain when my broadband isn't working. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck that. That, That is proper... That is proper punishment, that. You know? Jeez. That is mad. But, as I said, Edinburgh as a whole, great-looking city. Um, You've got the castle, you've got the palace, you've got the mound where the Bank of Scotland is, museums, loads of stuff, parks, the train station is impressive, the park that's where the lock used to be is really impressive. Um... I'd recommend going to Edinburgh to anyone. Um, but what we found is the longer we was there and the less touristy things we did, the more of real Edinburgh came out. So you had the racial profile in the nightclub. You had the SDL there marching. You know, you had the locals who fat went to their necks and shoulders. Um, and like the only... One of the few other black people we saw there was a full-blown crackhead who was just saying he had no teeth. We honestly think he had a shit in the bush. Um, that was scary. You know, and um, and it's just old old people who um, just went out of their way to be passive-aggressive to us. I'm not sure if that's because they saw us and thought, Oh, they're black, don't like it. Not sure if they saw, heard us talk, but oh, they're English. Now, obviously, which I'd never class ourselves as English, but in the context, I am. Um, or if they're just old and grumpy. No? Now, the way they spoke to my auntie, who's a lady in her 60s, like she was some fucking child. Because apparently, uh, she goes, oh, excuse me, the one person goes, excuse me, you're blocking the pavement. Not excuse me. 
So she didn't say excuse me. Sorry. I added politeness. She just went, you're blocking the pavement. Like my cousin, like did it to my cousin the day before. Obstructing. Not excuse me, just shouted obstructed. You know, he's just like, what the fuck is that about? You know, I'm not sure if it's just because it's a tourist town, had enough tourists being there. Uh, I, I'd give Edinburgh a 7 out of 10, though. It's a good looking city. And the drink's cheap as well. Oh, whiskey. Whiskey, whiskey, whiskey. So much of it. But, um, yeah. That's podcast. I haven't really, it's really just me telling you stories about me being in Edinburgh, which I had a great time, and I suggest anyone go. Um, I can't really say I can cover anything in the news. Um, I guess the tower fires. There's something. Have I really been talking for over an hour? Jesus Christ. Um, but yeah. I know, I'll cover the towel stuff next week. This has been over an hour. You, If you've stayed tuned in for this log, then fakes. Fakes lot. I'm going to sign out now. Uh, this has been the podcast. Um, Chris Brain Dump. Cheers, and I'll catch you lot next week on Sunday. When I would have done, I would have finished my uh, competition at Camden Centre. And you can still get tickets for that. It's the Comedy X Factor. Where I will be one of the eight rising comedians batting out to win £500 cash. Trying to win some cash-ish. So if you want to come down to support, go to my website, darrengriffiths.com. Uh, go to comedy and ticketed events. Get tickets there. Or go to shubs.com. I know there's tickets there. That's, that's where the link will send you to anyway. Comedy X Factor at the Camden Centre. Still tickets available. Reserved and unreserved seating. Um, so it'd be really good if you can come down. If you are coming down, just give me a shout and I'll come and say hi to you. I promise to be funny and so will the other people. All right, that is it. That is the podcast. Um, and yeah, that's it, man. See you guys later. Cheers. Peace.